Welcome to Thana Bitcoin Meetup. This is Neeraj, and uh, I'm also the owner of uh, Crypto Freaks uh, podcast. And today we have uh, Mr. Vikram Nikam, who is the owner of Insta Crypto Insta Crypto dot in exchange. Uh, welcome to Thana Bitcoin uh, Meetup, uh, Vikram, and. Uh, uh, I, I know Vikram from around one year. Uh, I actually, I first met him in one of the meetups. I, I still remember uh, that was the first time I went to the Taj Hotel <laughs> uh, and actually attended the meetup. And that's where my journey started. I'm a crypto enthusiast and uh, I love, I just love crypto. So uh, rather than me uh, telling about uh, uh, Vikram, I would request uh, Vikram to introduce uh, yourself. Hi, Neeraj. Thanks a lot uh, for inviting me over here on this uh, podcast. Uh, yes, um, I'm also a crypto enthusiast, just like you mentioned. And uh, I think we met two years ago. It was uh, 2016 uh, meetup. Uh, <laughs> time flies. <laughs> So yeah, I, I came to Bombay to have a physical meetup because uh, that's where uh, nobody actually could meet anyone, anyone in person. So I really, you know, uh, appreciate that my trip made uh, somebody like Neeraj believe in crypto and then like start something like a podcast because it, that's how even I liked it when uh, I, I used to try and, you know, find people to talk about Bitcoin. There used to be hardly anyone. So every time when I used to talk to people, they used to say, like, you knew about it. And then uh, a lot of people were like uh, understanding much better only when they meet in person. So the later I realized a lot of people online know about it. And when they meet me, they're like, oh, this is real. Because till then they have not met anyone uh, to talk about. Uh, so uh, that kind of an experience uh, I, I carry with my meetups and it's really great. Uh, so uh, about me a little bit, uh, I'm the founder of UnoCoin. This was the first ever Bitcoin exchange uh, built in India in 2013. Uh, the way I got out uh, of like uh, my usual things that I should do working for a company and things like that. Uh, in 2010, I moved out because by then I had understood about Bitcoin. Uh, for me, I, I looked into Bitcoin because I had assets in the UK and my assets just collapsed. My house prices just went down uh, because of the recession. And I really wanted to know uh, how this uh, thing works and why did I lose my value in my house. I realized that there was control over banks and the banks would, uh, sorry, the control by the banks over the people in the UK was very high, like 97% of the people were being uh, controlled by the way the monetary system works in the UK. And uh, they pumped and dumped, like what do they do? They, they, they kind of like hyperinflated the house prices by issuing loans to people, everyone who cannot even afford. So that just made a crash happen. And then uh, when, when that was something that I was reading about, I came across Bitcoin and people were saying, you need an alternative decentralized system to actually counter this because there's no other way you can even uh, imagine the way these banks are controlling. So when I looked into Bitcoin, I was like very fascinated and I just wanted to switch over instantly. Uh, but it took some time, about six months for me to believe in it. And then uh, I switched over. Uh, I, I studied for a year with economics and finance to get, you know, much more understanding, deep understanding about really what happens in, in, in the existing uh, financial and economic system and how does Bitcoin counter that and how does Bitcoin become better? 
Uh, by 11, I had all my all what I needed. I just needed a few bitcoins. I bought them uh, through bitcointalk.org. Uh, that was the only other place outside Mount Gox that you could buy because Mount Gox was the only exchange then. Uh, so my uh, journey started from there. I just bought a couple of bitcoins. Uh, then uh, for me, I just wanted to try it out and uh, test it. Uh, a little money that I had in PayPal, I just looked for a seller on, on the forum. And uh, once I got a few, then I said, okay, this is my time now. Let me just start traveling. Uh, and uh, that was initially my plan also because that's how I found out the pricing of my house and everything had collapsed because I couldn't fund my travel then. Uh, eventually, I, whatever that I managed, I started off with a few Bitcoins. I didn't even bother about them. I just left them on my phone. If I remember right, I had already received like eight Bitcoins and my last two Bitcoins were still on the way. Uh, he said he sent it and I was last day of my packing. I just closed my laptop. After two years when I opened my laptop is when I received the last two Bitcoins. And I was like, wow, this was just sitting there for me, waiting for my computer and my wallet to be switched on. And it was like a heavy wallet, right? It had to sink into the whole ledger. So uh, I had to download the whole ledger in 2013 and when the whole wallet uh, synced, it like, took about eight hours. Uh, I could see my Bitcoins and then, you know, that kind of a thing. In between, when I was traveling, I did like about 15 countries and uh, I really wanted to see if there was any penetration of Bitcoin. I could meet anyone who, can, who I can talk to, uh, absolutely zero, right? There's no one that I could uh, talk to about Bitcoin. It was only me that was telling them, uh, I did not find anyone who already knew about it and you could, you know, talk to me about and rebuttal or whatever. Uh, zero. Actually, after all that, uh, when I was uh, eventually like trying to look on in, online and see what was happening, why, when, why are there no people around? And I found a few in Bangalore. Uh, and being my hometown, I thought, okay, this is the place I should go back now. Just let's settle. And I love Bitcoin. There are Bitcoin people here. That's it. I uh, started meetups in Bangalore since 2013. By mid-2013, uh, a lot of people who used to come for meetups used to say, how do we buy Bitcoin? Even though me and a few others, we were giving out free Bitcoins to people like 0.01 Bitcoin worth like what, four and a half, five thousand not great. Uh, we're giving out, handed out free for people who would download a wallet. Uh, so that kind of uh, meetup uh, when we were having, they wanted to understand where can I buy my Bitcoins because it was very hard to buy Bitcoin then in India. Uh, so we realized this is the first thing that we have to set up is an exchange. So uh, my work with a couple of other guys were like, hands-on to make uh, an exchange in India and uh, it was UnoCoin and uh, we got a lot of funding uh, for UnoCoin in 2014, made it very famous and still one of the best uh, exchanges here because it did last this uh, RBI trip, didn't I, didn't it? <laughs> so one of those things, uh, moving on, I built a lot of other uh, platforms or helped a lot of other platforms being built around Bitcoin. Uh, uh, like uh, the last one that I have now is called InstaCrypto where uh, InstaCrypto is not just an exchange for you to buy small amounts of Bitcoin instantly. It also allows you to do remittance, which is going to be launched very soon. Uh, so you have friends and family abroad that are trying to withdraw, send funds to you uh, over uh, you know, uh, Western Union MoneyGram. I think gone of those days, you can just ask your friend to get some Bitcoins locally if they register to the local exchange and send it across to your account, to uh, Insta Crypto account, or they can have an account for themselves with their Indian bank account. Uh, and they're able to move value from abroad to India through uh, cryptocurrency. And uh, with this, there's a lot of advantage that you get it very quickly within 30 minutes. That's that's very, very important because if you have your value instantly move, 
that's a great you know uh, feeling of confirmation when you call up and they say oh i've sent some money within the 30 minutes we've not even had a coffee and then your your counterparty from other side or your bank itself will give you a notification to say that the value is received the million rupees is received that that's a, that's a great feeling it's a great uh, you know um, uh, experience to give for people uh, the next thing is of course the fees the fees is very minimum what we charge at instagram is 0.05 uh 0.5 i'm sorry less than 1% half a percent uh so even if you pay 1% abroad uh, to change it from local currency to bitcoin you're only paying you know uh, 1.5% which is very low compared to any other exchange and also there is an advantage for you to bring it in crypto because crypto is mostly uh, at a premium in india so you may fetch more money most of the times uh, if 5 to 6% uh, you will fetch on on your bitcoin or your crypto that you you know buy from abroad and bring it in some countries you may find it expensive but uh, countries like china uh, europe and uk western uh, euro like america uh, you'll be able to find bitcoins cheaper and uh, eventually you get more money voila that's that's what we want right we want to save on every bit that we can get and this is just a simple process that you have to learn because it's something new that you have to we don't used to once we get used to it there's no looking back because we all we always like something that is cheaper and it's quick and uh, those kind of things is very uh, advantages with cryptocurrency so we try to use all that that is beneficial for people and then building platforms to uh, to eventually you know uh, make the indian stronger in terms of the monetary system and bring them out of the financial inclusion because we are in a financial inclusion every one of us in india because it's hard for us to do any kind of global business instantly we can always do a local business but once you start a global business it's it's very hard to get regulators behind you and customers from abroad and the value transfer the, all those things makes uh, easy through a support of blockchain and the, what 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 best do we have on blockchain is a cryptocurrency that's how the blockchain is proved that you know none of these cryptocurrencies lose value and it holds what what uh, you know the the merits that it should hold and uh, blockchain backs that up and with the technology like that why do we have to like wait and uh, you know uh, not take advantage of the the goodies that's out there available so with my uh, experience in cryptocurrency i want to be uh, now talking about a little bit of bitcoin cash because a lot of people understand bitcoin cash is a fork of bitcoin which is exactly the clone uh, also is an altcoin which holds value Uh, but the advantage of bitcoin cash is is the way they're developing it to scale the way they're developing it uh, to make sure it becomes a common currency for everybody including the ones in the downtrodden and in the lower category people with uh, for small amounts if uh, you were able to send a bitcoin or, or like a 10 dollar bitcoin you don't want to be paying a dollar in fees so here you want to save as much as possible so bitcoin cash allows you to do those micro payments uh, with very small uh, fractional fee that uh, otherwise uh, bitcoin as a master would charge uh, but we'll, we can keep that uh, itself is as a an asset and uh, probably your your bitcoin cash fits in very well in terms of value transfer and you know uh, payments settlements uh, trading tool because you can be able to move it to trader and then bring it out and then you know transact for a lower cost of fees those things uh, are an advantageous position for uh, bitcoin cash thank you for the introduction vikram and definitely uh, like i also understand that uh, one or two days ago there, there was a meetup for uh, bitcoin cash that you had organized Um, yes 
So the lead developer of Bitcoin Cash uh, from Bitcoin.com, uh, Gabriel Cardona, was uh, with with me, and we were having a meeting, an online chat, to uh, you know, and talk about what's the real developments that's around the Bitcoin Cash that we're missing out on the Bitcoin Core because the developers on Bitcoin Core have lost the 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 real you know ethos that was written down by Satoshi in the white paper. So what does Bitcoin Cash do to make sure that it follows the white paper? Is that it, it does First thing, what it says in the white paper is the peer-to-peer cash system. So Bitcoin makes Bitcoin Cash makes it instant for everyone to use it as a cash system with less fees. Uh, then comes with Gabriel that we are building a tool, uh, a, a catalog of tools for people to use to you know uh, build something on the blockchain of Bitcoin Cash. So we know all know that Ethereum blockchain holds a lot of uh, you know tokens and a lot of. Uh, uh, your, uh, the, you know, what developments in, in ways like IP, intellectual property. So youproof.com is something that was built on Ethereum platform, which allows you to record a document or a photograph, video, audio uh, on the Ethereum blockchain to prove that it's yours. And uh, that's the IP intellectual property rights given to you instantly for a minimal cost of like six, seven rupees. Uh, that kind of a system is amazing and we are uh, trying to build that kind of a system on the bitcoin cash platform uh, gabriel has got an experience of building bitbox where uh, he's built a lot of developer tools for uh, for for development of the online uh, platforms and here we bring them uh, bring him to and he's building uh, tools for uh, bitcoin cash uh, blockchain development so you you're able to now build in tokens uh, securities and uh, not just securities, your former securities, which is uh, your uh, you know tokens itself, of course, uh, but uh, you know variations of tokens and uh, like how we your uh, Ethereum platform does uh, to build these because we have already have some experience from Ethereum. He is building tools to make it easy for you to adopt to Bitcoin Cash blockchain, and those things will make. Uh, the Bitcoin blockchain, the Bitcoin Cash blockchain, much more. Uh, what would you say, uh, like uh, uh, easily accessible to all kind of developments? Then eventually, it will have more adoption, more uh, you know traffic, and more usage. So that kind of a thing was being explained by Cardona. I think it, it's it's already been worked on, and uh, we very soon uh, have some use cases been uh, you know uh, taking advantage of the great platform that we have, which is Bitcoin Cash blockchain. So uh, that's that was uh, what was the topic about, uh, and I think uh, everything else we already know how uh, kind of regulations that's coming in across the world and how East is more relaxed towards uh, we would say Hong Kong and around because Hong Kong is the new New York of the East, right? So that's where the maximum trade happens, and that's the, the that's the hub, that's the financial hub of the East and the world today. So that's where we have a lot of uh, you know. Uh, use cases of how these kind of crypto can be used for merchant adoption and uh, and, and any kind of like adoption with crypto. So Gabriel was touring uh, the East with South Korea and Japan and of course uh, those are all uh, also the you know the catalyst to bring crypto in the East and Bitcoin Cash being really popular there. Uh, he's, he's loving his trip and uh, you know enjoying uh, developing and talking about the development uh, on the Bitcoin Cash blockchain. Great, great to hear uh, news about Bitcoin Cash. Uh, favorite topic of everybody uh, about the scene in India. Okay, 
so rather than me asking you what uh, what is the status right now so maybe uh, you can start from the beginning what what exactly has been happening <laughs> since you were uh, since you actually told me sometime back that you had some talks with rbi uh, when you were uh, starting up so uh, so they wanted to understand and uh, so you had talks with them so maybe you can share some light about it <laughs> so yeah sure uh, i've been there uh, seen it and i have talked to many regulators from 2013 so yeah. that that's as five years that's a long time because people have five year plan right so in terms of when i'm saying five years ago i had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people who would who would call themselves as, as uh, a, a regulator or someone from an important uh, institution in india which uh, a bitcoin may affect in terms of say it uh, for income tax uh, if you're using bitcoin for uh, trading or uh, day trading or week trading uh, you would be subject to income tax right so the it department was one of the first ones to have a formal meeting uh before that were the people from banks and institutions which are the parallel monetary system uh, you know and they were there at the meetups uh next comes of course the it information uh, sorry uh, your uh, income tax department uh then came the rbi itself so the rbi uh, with a couple of bank owners uh, say mds or uh, at a level where they are not even indians they are transnational people they, they they have a business of bank of course here but they 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 have offices and uh, places everywhere. So those kind of people, along with RPI, were uh, present at many meetings after that. Uh, so uh, they're just not uh, everything. I would say, of course, these regulators were important, but the future regulators, I got to meet them. Uh, they were from the law schools. They were from the financial institutions. They were from the schools where they had not heard about Bitcoin. Most of them, and one of these financial institutions, not even. 140 students and not one student had heard about bitcoin so when i was talking to these people i i loved it the most because those guys are open to understand the new technology and you know regulated in india because they are the future regulators we want them enlightened about bitcoin and cryptocurrency and that's what i loved the most of course uh, with my experience with the rbi and uh, it and everything uh, it's very clear that when even mr arun jetli came out and said it about a year ago that uh, after the price rise that suddenly bitcoin price shoots up in value everybody's interested right so everybody thinks what is this now it's touching my pocket i'm a rich guy but this is touching my pocket too it's like it's worth 13 lakhs what 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 is what, what on the hell is this so then only then arun jetli comes out and he says bitcoin is not a legal tender which we all know even gold is not a legal tender it's only the rupees so if you're buying a site or something you have to pay in rupees you cannot pay in gold and buy your site because if you have an issue tomorrow you cannot take it to the court because gold is not a legal tender in india same as your bitcoin is what he said but clearly he said that yes you can use it for trading you can use it for uh, you know value, uh, for your uh, asset holding because we are here to tax you through income tax department will take your cut from what you're making in your uh, income or in your uh, value gain that you do as an holding as an asset so the capital gains that you get you have to pay tax on it you have to pay tax on your income so very clearly it's legal why are they not saying it is because they just don't uh, like depending on each other like what is rbi trying to say now to the banks to the sorry not to the banks to the supreme court is that no um, you don't have the right to regulate it leave the you know money matters aside 
uh, we will handle Bitcoin. No, why you want to get jump into it? It's because it's the control that they're losing and they want it back. They don't want a common person or, or, or a smart person from a Supreme Court judge uh, deciding on the side of the public. Like, how can you give the power to the public? No, we want to control it. How can we give it out to you and then allow you to decide on our fate is what they're talking about. So clearly we can see it's about the control and it's about uh, how RBI just takes instructions from uh, abroad uh, and from New York because New York regulates Bitcoin at a very high level and they have been issuing a lot of notice to a lot of people around all the central banks around the world to not allow Bitcoin at a mainstream. So that's fine, but you should understand it's a technology and it's, it's the technology of the future. You cannot not have it. It's like every country is going to have Bitcoin and India has been, you know, controlled and uh, not allowing its people to, to use Bitcoin. It, it's going to be uh, a jeopardy on how a future is going to be shaped around uh, technology. So that kind of technology you have to allow. It's like, that, that's, I think, a smart move from Arun Jaiti. At least he made, he, he, he said it in thin line that very clearly, you should, you should just understand what's the other side that he said. But the media, of course, uh, following somebody is like RBI because they, they are ardent followers of RBI or probably they just don't do much of research of their own. Uh, they say that all oh, Bitcoin is illegal. No, you didn't even hear nobody said illegal. Uh, it's just the you know, understanding is a little less with uh, the journalists and, and the media. So what do we have to do? We have to enlighten them. We have to you know, uh, give them the knowledge that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is a technology of the future. Now today, just because we are able to uh, use email and don't care about uh, post offices as much at the time when emails were new, uh, it's the same thing. It's the power that of sending and receiving message across and communication was instant. And nobody cared about post office and how post office will ship out after emails. So even now, we should be worried about how banks, the financial, existing financial institutions are going to shape out after this. That's not for us to think of. That's for us to think of is how smoothly we can integrate a technology uh, that brings in power back to people. You know, it, it's, we have a democratic country and we need a democratic currency. I'm not saying that the Indian rupee suddenly should get abolished and we start using cryptocurrency, but at least we should have the knowledge to see why other countries have legalized Cryptocurrency, including payments and settlements through cryptocurrency. That means they know that the Japanese and the South Koreans and the Germans know very easily that you can tell who's made payments to who because it's transparent. It's available on a public domain. Anybody can check it. And what does it say? It says that this is a nice system. This is a system that should be given to the public because the public are the users, right? India said first in 2013, they're gonna do a wait and watch policy. Amazing, that's what I loved about it. But I think eventually they're controlling too much is because I would say they're not doing their own due diligence of finding out why Bitcoin is here and why countries like Germany and Japan and South Korea are legalizing it. Instead, they listen to New York and the regulators from New York are not necessarily very happy about Bitcoin because I can clearly tell that uh, in 2013, uh, there was two conferences that have, was held in Toronto and in New York. Kind of similar people moved from one end to the other because those two cities are close to each other. And the regulators in New York were different to compare to the regulators in Canada because the regulators in Canada came out with this conference 
with open questions and trying to understand this technology and to see how good, how well we can implement this technology in our country, in Canada, and use this technology. Uh, when that kind of questions were asked in Toronto, in New York was a different set of questions. In New York, the regulators were asking questions like, who made this Bitcoin? Why is this Bitcoin even alive? How can we kill it? How can we control it? How can we make sure that it is regulated by us? How can we make sure every transaction is monitored by us? How can we make sure that every transaction is then controlled by us and approved by us? So that kind of question, you can clearly tell that they are not happy with something like Bitcoin. And we, we knowing already that the Federal Bank in New York uh, monitors and controls uh, the rest of the central banks around as much as possible. Some are bigger uh, followers than the others, of course, but they want to have that control of their currency being you know, managed by these other countries um, because they, they, their currency is the global reserve and they want to put pressure on other countries to make sure that uh, you know, they follow their instructions because their global reserve will uh, will be uh, you know used as uh, as a collateral against your country if you if you are like not listening to us so that kind of a threat has been passed around by two central banks and uh, you know their ideology has been moved around uh, through that so uh, that's something we should know that this is how some institutions in india work so how do we get over it is because it's a personal knowledge you have to do your own research and see why is a better tool, a better currency, and better technology to be used, and why we should embrace it and learn about it, and then see the well, why is the blockchain so famous today? It's because blockchain was made famous by Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin was an experiment on the blockchain. Because the experiment was so successful, as Bitcoin can hold such a great value, and it has a market cap, and it has you know transparency, it has truth it has the, the the you know real values of what satoshi built uh, when you see all that uh, you know you should be able to judge that's what i say uh, to the indian uh, government because after all this uh, you should know the indian public are smart enough you should not take people for a ride thank you for that <laughs> uh, i have a question from uh, pratik so pratik uh, go ahead hi Hi, Vikram. Hi. So I have a question about an exchange. What makes an exchange like uh, a good exchange? I mean, what are the necessary uh, features does exchange need to go like a uh, very well-known exchange in India or, or all over the world? And there is one more question. I have actually three questions. Okay, so let's start with other? one because then makes it easy yeah. for everybody else. All, also all, all, three are, all three are very simple. Like no, uh, no, what it's is not about being simple? It's like for the listeners when they listen back to our video, they should be able no, to. No, 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 no. So no, I would no, say no. a good exchange uh, should have a, a, a complete cooperation and a kind of a base, uh, very well set. Uh, the base gives that. Uh, what would you say? The the confidence in the users. Uh, the second is, of course, uh, I would say an exchange should not be. Uh, responsible for uh, people's Bitcoin. That, that's my thing. Maybe a little different to a lot of exchanges here because a lot of exchanges give you wallets and you hold your Bitcoin in their wallet, right? So there are two uh, like wrong things that may happen in this. One of them is that you don't understand about the technology. You're, not, you're dependent on an exchange to hold your value and you don't have your private keys. So that means you don't have your Bitcoin. The exchange is having your Bitcoin. 
you're not even the owner of your Bitcoin. So that's that's my ideology. That's how I would like to build an exchange is what Insta Crypto is about. Uh, the next thing is the exchange itself. If the exchange is holding a lot of Bitcoin of the people, uh, that there has been instances that the private interest comes into you know uh, play, and then they love to steal the you know money that is there in their own exchange. And uh, a lot of uh, you know cases has been happened so far of hacking in exchanges. Most of them we call it internal, is because they get greedy and then uh, this kind of things happen. Uh, with Insta Crypto, we wanted to get rid of that kind of system. So what we did was we don't even hold anyone's value or anyone's crypto or Bitcoin. So there is no liability and it becomes, uh, you know, easily trustable for people to just use it for a service because that's what you want. What you do with your Bitcoin is up to you because there are a lot of things that you can do with the technology that's available through Bitcoin. Um, how do you acquire it is, is simply you should be able to pay INR and get your Bitcoin is what Insta Crypto does. With other exchanges, you they hold your value and then eventually it is open for hacking because why do I say that is because when you hold your own private wallet and then have your Bitcoin, these wallets are in billions and billions, like because there are many, many wallets and many users of these wallets have downloaded many you know, copies. Uh, it's very hard for any hacker to, to target specifically a wallet which he knows and thinks that there is value in it. But as soon as you know there is an exchange, you always know in an exchange there is always value. But if you put all your thoughts in cracking an exchange and entering into an exchange, it's easy to you know steal bitcoins. So um, that way, it's uh, it's hacker uh, you know it's vulnerable to hacking, and then you lose your value. So that's what I think with an exchange uh, because I have a personal experience with UnoCoin. When I had value in UnoCoin, uh, my number of bitcoins was the highest. But uh, in UnoCoin, we set up uh, a limit of one bitcoin on an automatic withdrawal. Anything more than one bitcoin. Uh, had to go for an admin approval. So my nine and a half bitcoins that I had in my wallet was like tried to withdraw by this uh, one um, uh, you know hacker from China. That's what that's how my uh, you know coder uh, who's uh, Satvik uh, told me that that's how he found out that it was from uh, China. The IP address uh, tried to hack into our wallet. He came into our exchange and then uh, he was able to withdraw the nine and a half. And uh, the only thing that happened after that was that it went to an admin and we didn't prove it approve the nine and a half. So at six in the morning, you get a call from Satvik saying that, uh, Vikram, you tried to withdraw Bitcoins at four in the morning. You could have just told me we could have done it together because he has to approve and we've got two steps and then we won't test anything. Like we want to check personally with our own funds to how it's going to work. And I said, no, I did not try to withdraw. He said, you have, because I have got a request from you to say that you need to withdraw and I have to approve it. And I said, no, I did not do it. He said, okay, let me just call you back. And then he calls back after three hours at nine in the morning and he says, Vikram, you know what happened? You've not logged in at all because he can clearly check. I have not made any kind of entry through my IP or uh, through my login uh, that I've usually been doing. Uh, he said, I've not logged in at all. So there's a third party who logged in from a different IP, tried to withdraw. If only that hacker had to withdraw one Bitcoin, he would have got it because he tried to withdraw more than one. Uh, he did not get that. And uh, eventually what we did was we did send him 0.01. We were giving it free to many, uh, you know, uh, meetup guys. So we gave this guy because he showed us our uh, site vulnerability. So that kind of a system happens. So this is just one of the ways how my experience is told about exchanges. It depends on how you use an exchange because many people come in for trading. Many people come in for asset holding or value transfer or say payments. So exchanges can be used for everything, of course, because uh, an exchange is where you trade to receive eventually your crypto or your INR for the other. 
uh, in an exchange you may have to spend more or keep more rupees to get or to trade if you were using an exchange which is a trading platform for payments say you were trying to make a thousand rupee worth of bitcoin to be sent to someone you want to buy exactly thousand rupees worth of bitcoin you cannot do that from an exchange because you have to put a little bit more money trade with it get your bitcoin then send so that kind of first steps for a payment person is made easy on uh, insta crypto on insta crypto you come in you put in thousand rupees worth of bitcoin that you want you pay thousand rupees you receive the thousand rupees worth of bitcoin sometimes it's for somebody some other uh, wallet that you have to send it to you straight away give us that wallet where you need to see that bitcoin at the end uh, if it's a payment settlements value transfer that you want to do yourself you put in that address you receive the bitcoin directly there there is no two steps it's instant and it's uh, it saves one step one step of fee a lot of things we worked out for users of how uh, you would get uh, you know uh, value transfer payments and settlements those kind of people and also for those who wants to hold it as an asset on paper wallets they could use it, use uh, very smoothly but as a trading itself uh, a trading platform will be great if you have uh, an open book and then you can see both sides uh, 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 you know legit list of buyers and sellers uh, if you have fake, you know, uh, orders being put through those kind of exchanges, you may not get a good value for your uh, trade. So look into those kind of things uh, makes it uh, a better exchange. I hope I've given enough information about exchanges. But uh, yeah, yeah. you you have given me all the information what I was looking for. There's one okay. more question. Like I am a customer of Insta Crypto. I use okay. Insta Crypto. But for those who are not using it right now like the people are using some exchanges for the p2p uh, purpose and they are i don't want to take any name from the like for the exchanges but i want to ask you one thing is insta crypto still live i can buy bitcoins uh, through the inr or like what is the thing right now with insta crypto yes uh, through insta crypto you are able to buy cryptocurrency with inr on insta crypto we have eight cryptocurrencies listed bitcoin bitcoin cash ethereum and litecoin though the most popular ones that we have uh, we also have uh, bitcoin gold uh, wordcoin we have dogecoin uh, and ethereum classic which is also popular in certain groups of people uh, we just don't have enough traction in india for that of course uh, but there is a good interest so uh, these are the coins you're available for you to buy with INA. So you're able to register on Insta Crypto within half an hour and uh, link your bank account. We send funds to your bank account to confirm that your bank account is valid and able to receive funds uh, without any issue. These things we check is because we are an instant instant uh, cryptocurrency exchange where you send us the value instead we want to send you the crypto instantly. Uh, same goes vice versa because cryptos are instant. We want to make sure the INR is also. Uh, because of that, we have a limited value that we, we set up our system on, which is now at 50,000. Uh, the idea is to move to 2 lakhs per customer per day. Uh, right now, we are at the beta stage and we're testing a lot of things. You want to make sure we keep the promise so we, we are going slow, taking baby steps. We want to jump into any kind of Bitcoin rush because Bitcoins are very ruthless and they, they, they'll kill your exchange very instantly because cryptocurrency is a new system. It's not easy for anybody to understand. Uh, we have seen it in the past. So uh, Insta Crypto takes it very smoothly and slowly. And uh, this is how you are able to exchange. Yes, INR for cryptocurrency is given out to you within 30 minutes. And you can send your INR to Insta Crypto bank accounts to receive cryptocurrency instantly. The value of it is, of course, for 50,000 rupees only because this is where it really needs to be there. To help the public understand this technology, we're not just trying to help people, a big trader, to come in and make a lot of money. 
because this is not a platform for you to make money. We are here to serve the public of India to make sure they're understanding this technology by holding it, by using it, by feeling it, by you know transacting in it. Uh, those kind of transactions uh, is uh, is something which is very important for any public to try. So we'll be working on that kind of uh, you know uh, ideology and mindset. So Insta Crypto still allows people to instantly transfer INR up to fifty thousand rupees from the bank account uh, and receive crypto for that. Uh, and uh, it's, it's it never stopped. So one more question, like uh, the way RBI has uh, put in all the regulations to us, like. So is it safe to like uh, buy or sell like bitcoins on Insta crypto? Yes, it is safe. Like I said, Mr. Arun Jaitley himself said that you would be paying uh, your uh, what uh, income tax if you're using it for trading. So you're buying and selling of cryptocurrency is allowed for you to do it. There is no risk in it. It's exactly the same as your Indian rupees. You're allowed to do anything that you want with your Indian rupees, which is legally bound by the government. So if you're paying your Indian rupees to do anything illegal, that is illegal. The mode of payment could be rupees or Bitcoin or gold, but you're paying for bad thing is a bad thing. So how you use your crypto is up to you, but to buy and sell crypto and to hold crypto as an asset, those kind of things is, is a learning process in the technology and itself. So those kind of things are not capped. So really, if you see RBI is coming down on those big volumes because you don't want to jump and allow people to pick volumes because we've not understood how this cryptocurrency moves and works. So we don't want to allow big volumes to be traded and big volumes to be moved because people might use it for bad things. So uh, that way, I, I can understand why big exchanges have been uh, asked to shut down or been regulated uh, highly in terms of uh, you know uh, uh, the, the the clarity is not with me because I've not received any kind of. No, but there are there are few cases where like uh, people are using their bank accounts to send the money to any exchanges for like P2P purpose or whatever. So if I want to send the money to Insta Crypto to buy a Bitcoin or any other crypto, whatever you said, the eight currencies. So I'll have to send those money through the bank account. Yes. So there are people who have uh, like the, their bank accounts got closed by their banks for the yes. crypto payments. So my question was that like, is it safe to do the deal with the Insta crypto or I don't get my bank account get shut. So again, like I said, there are about uh, say uh, 10 million users around India. Within 10 million users, you will always find a bad apple, right? So what did 10 million people do? They bought into Bitcoin. They paid with their INR and took some Bitcoin. But what did they do with Bitcoin? They did everything nice. They just folded for an asset uh, to wait for its value to gain. They were using it for trading because they loved the trading because Bitcoin just moves instantly from one to other. So they love the trading. And everything else that they had to learn about the technology is blockchain. They were all doing it. So this one person comes around in that 10 million and he uses for something which is illegal. Eventually, whatever that is illegal, you pay with some kind of value. It may not be only Bitcoins. It can be within rupees. US dollar is the biggest corrupt and blood holding currency. Even though it's green, it's actually red because it holds so much blood because it's been used for killing. It's been used for money laundering. It's been used for everything really huge. Uh, so if you compare all that, Bitcoin is, is like that, that's that kind of a thing you should be doing because that's where the big volumes of Bitcoin is being curtailed by these institutions. And when you're holding small amount of bitcoins and you're moving around small amount of bitcoins, there's there's no real issue with uh, with, with uh, 
using it for good things. That's what the remaining 10 million people are doing their Bitcoin with. They're understanding Bitcoin and technology. They're not using Bitcoin just to you know uh, do something bad. If you're one of those persons, he must have got his bank account shut down. So that kind of a case is always there in any 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 currency. So that, that's that's just uh, one of the things that we should know and should learn that crypto is there for us to understand and take it to the future. And today, you should not take advantage of it and try and think that it's anonymous and do things with it where you'll eventually get caught because Bitcoin cryptocurrency is not anonymous. You should understand that that's the basic thing about cryptocurrency. It's pseudonymous in nature. What I mean by pseudonymous means it's like if you profile someone, you can still track him. Whatever that you try and do, it may take longer if you're smarter, but uh, with short period of time, if you profile someone, you would be able to track uh, through, through cryptocurrency usage because everything that you do with crypto is recorded online. When you use cash, cash, like if you use 1,000 rupee, we don't even have the 1,000 rupee note. We have 2,000 rupee note with a satellite behind it of a purpose because we're a great country because we are, we are better in technology with satellite. But then that 2,000 rupee note as a paper that we hold, five of them, you pay 10,000 rupee to someone we don't know for a bad thing, that's completely anonymous. That kind of an anonymity is only in cash, but it's never in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin, it's pseudonymous. Whatever the use that you do in Bitcoin is tracked online. Eventually, you leave a trade. It all depends on how smart the other person is who wants to track you and how long does it take by profiling you. So uh, knowing that you shouldn't be using Bitcoin for anything bad or cryptocurrencies, you should understand that this is a great technology to learn and embrace it that way. Okay, uh, that's all for me. Like, okay. And there's one more question. Like, uh, how is the volume right now? It's increasing or decreasing? And what about the regulators? They are like very harsh on crypto. In okay, let's say volume. India. So, uh, because the volumes are, are a big thing to talk about. Uh, when you say, what is the volumes now? The price of Bitcoin has, of course, crashed from 2017 end till now. Uh, the reason for a crash is because it's a correction period. When it's a correction period means Bitcoins have never touched this kind of a value before. Uh, it only touched this value from 2017 beginning to end. It jumped from $1,000 to $20,000. So uh, now it is going to correct itself from that 20,000 to much lower and then again go back to that 20,000 over a period of time because this time will teach a lot of these newcomers who came in just this one year because they came in only because of the price. They did not come in because Bitcoin is great. Bitcoin is an alternative. Bitcoin gives a lot of uh, you know, security and information and truth and, and you know, transparency. They did not come for that. They just came because Bitcoin is worth a lot of money. So those people will learn for the next couple of years where the price dips and gains. So that's called a correction period. And that correction period, uh, the, the adoption of Bitcoin uh, may be less only because it has just jumped and dropped. Uh, but otherwise, on a scale of from where it was in 2016 to 2017, it has the two-year increase of its transactions of its use cases, of its technology being built, of its development around the world, of its wallets getting smarter, of its usage getting better, of its uh, time getting shorter and instant payments, lightning network, everything else is, is great. So the, the eventually the parts of uh, crypto, uh, way that it should scale by number of transactions, all of that is getting better. So the only the value of it is low, but if you were trying to transfer 10 rupees in cryptocurrency, you're paying like 100 satoshis before, now you have to pay 
500 satoshis that's all eventually everything else is same uh, the market cap might be low but everything else in terms of activity of cryptocurrency is all on a high so of course the next thing we were talking about was the regulators so i got the gist of the question uh, the regulators are uh, are at at a yeah the regulators all over the world and especially, especially in india sure the regulators all over the world is we know what has happened with uh, south korea japan and germany they have legalized cryptocurrency not just for trading and for asset holding for also payments and settlements because they know that uh, cryptocurrency payments can easily be tracked and understood and the more they allow people to use the more they will learn and uh, they they have opened their doors to it and uh, with india with indians being uh, controlled by the federal bank from new york they don't have the power uh, to you know uh, open doors to cryptocurrency yet even though they have the chance to go abroad and learn from these countries we've always learned from them right we always drive honda cars we still love honda cars they are the fucking smartest cars that we have because it gives a great pleasure in driving we get this technology from japan why don't we go and ask them what what they do with the cryptocurrency uh, why don't we just you know follow their uh, footsteps but uh, that's going to take some time because uh, like individuality with our uh, rbi is not there yet nobody one person is in rbi who calls himself as a leader of rbi comes out and can talk about it because he does not have the powers yet uh, he does not think uh, that this is big enough to even you know break that shackles and come out and talk about it uh, they are all hiding because uh, they are taking information from abroad and then uh, you know vomiting on the people here in india and uh, restricting indian uh, usage uh, by you know uh, bad speculating into a cryptocurrency those things have to be stopped by indians themselves like taking a trip like come on you can go you you you're official right you can go to another country we were talking about i thought i i read a lot of blogs about indian group of people from many regulating departments were put together to go travel and find out why really crypto is being legalized in these countries uh, but later they say there was no group there was no nobody so who said that first and how did they print in the media so this all these things is very clearly we can tell this all is shambles because there's no real one person who can stand there on the top of rbi or the financial department we can talk about it we can say yes i understand cryptocurrency we'll take some time to regulate it we'll send some people we know what they're doing we how can they do it uh, there has to be something so let's go and find out that that, that kind of uh, motivation is still not there with our regulators is because they're still government paid employees and they worry about their loss of their job like oh my god if i just say something like that i might lose my job and my pension no forget it who who's going to bother about in the public i'm not going to do that i have a job of being uh, you know director of the rbi or but i don't care so that kind of attitude has to come out from uh, the regulators only then we will see some real uh, change uh, pratik any more questions uh no 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 <laughs> okay uh are there only Okay. Uh, thanks a lot, Pratik. It was great questions, and I think uh, yeah, yeah, it's something no that was uh, that will be very needed for a lot of Indians to understand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Adarsh actually has a question. He wants to know the business model. Uh, can Can you uh, throw some light on Insta Crypto's business model? so uh, the business model of insta crypto is very clear we we are here to develop according to the according to the needs of the indian public 
we're not here with a premeditated system. Uh, we don't want to be because uh, cryptos are not premeditated. We don't have any past experience to premeditate our business model and our ideas to you know implement on people. And we don't want to be just the followers of the rest of the world by just building an exchange and you're able to trade from one person to another person. You always do that. That's easy platforms. Trading crypto is very easy on a global platform. But we want to build something for India, uh, for the public of India, understanding their real needs. Uh, the, the basic needs, of course, like I said, is for people to experience cryptocurrency. And they have bank accounts. They are in remote parts in India. They should be able to send a small value in Indian rupees through their banks and receive cryptocurrency for that value and understand and use this technology. So every time when somebody is buying from Insta Crypto, they are responsible to hold that cryptocurrency by themselves. Means they're already in that verge of trying to learn about the technology and hold on to this crypto to understand more about it because it's the future. We cannot deny that we should be like, uh, not uh, think that yeah, it, it may not work. That, that's like really acting stupid, like closing your eyes and drinking the milk and thinking nobody's watching you. So that shouldn't happen. And then, the, so we should like think that, you know, uh, this, this is a technology. Eventually it's going to happen. So uh, we are open doors for that. So that's how we eventually understood that remittance might help people in India to save some value. So uh, on Insta Crypto, we are integrating the remittance platform, which is going to be in just a couple of days. Uh, and that, that way we are, uh, you know, uh, developing our platform depending on the needs and uh, the real uh, you know, social factors and economic factors of India where we can help maximum number of people. I, and that's how that's kind of business model I'll always love because in India, if you can serve the public and you last a little amount of time, eventually you'll be strong and you will be bigger. You will be able to you know, uh, support uh, a bigger community because India is a big country we are second largest in population uh, in terms of size i would say we are, we are the biggest in terms of the size and, and the number of people i think uh, china holds uh, double the amount of uh, space uh, but uh, not double the uh, population so i think india is bigger in, in that way uh, and um, uh, countries like china and all have an edge over cryptocurrencies because they were using digital currency before even bitcoin came uh, that was called QQ. It was a social network and digital platform to move value around. But in India, we don't have something like that. We did not have something like that, but we do have now with the payment platforms built on UPI. UPI is the masterpiece. You know, if, if I can explain about UPI, UPI is a brother to Bitcoin because UPI has given that power to the Indians, which no other country has given their uh, people that kind of a system to easily move value around. UPI allows you to move from one bank account to another bank account instantly within India, that kind of a platform. And then many, many uh, add-ons like platforms ride on UPI like Paytm and your, uh, you know, uh, your days and uh, your pay, 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 uh, pay and your Beam, which is an Indian government app. So those, all of those ride on top of UPI because UPI has simplified something. Even the Americans cannot do it. Even though they have the platform, they will not do it because they don't like to give that kind of freedom to their own country people. Because they, 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 they're their subjects. They don't want their subjects to be more stronger than they are. So that kind of a system is already there in India. And uh, you know, we, we, are, uh, we are glad to have something like UPI. And with that kind of an understanding that we have, I'm sorry. Sorry, I got a little disturbance. So, uh, so that's where uh, we are, where uh, uh, 
uh, like a developing platform we we our business model is uh, changing and uh, improving every day depending on what is really uh, a need of the indian public and what should we build next to support uh, an economy like india uh, to be a successful thank you vikram uh, i hope others uh, that answers your quest question uh now uh, just wanted your reaction uh, towards uh, zepay's uh, closing down as well as uh, rbi's affidavit uh, answer of four four of the exchanges replying to affidavit of uh, rbi four exchanges came together mm -hmm. and they actually uh, have given a reply and there was actually uh, a uh, 38 minute video uh, done by crypto kanun which actually looks after uh, the legal legal stuff of crypto so if you have gone through it maybe some pointers you want to discuss so i i i don't want to mention too many details about it because we can read it we can find all this uh, information already uh for me uh, it's great to know that there's a group people group of exchanges are able to get together and kind of like a put a counter and rebuttal for what atrocities that rbi wants to <laughs> go with uh, cryptocurrency uh and uh, i'm i'm glad there is you know some uh, force behind it to 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 make it clear that there is there is uh, a group of people who love this at a higher stake and they uh, they are investors they are uh, you know exchange uh, leaders ceos and uh, uh, great uh, law firms uh, who want to put together because they have a clear knowledge and understanding that this is something is for the future if you don't allow this you're uh, limiting indians a whole 1.3 billion people and you know uh, That, that that's not something good so they're fighting against that that i'm i'm very glad and very happy about that uh come back to the 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 first point that you mentioned before this uh if you can repeat the question please yeah it was about uh zepay yeah that was the point Zepe. i had forgotten the question so you did mention about zepay the first point Uh, so about zepay i'm very uh, sad to hear uh, move uh, like uh, mahin had to you know take a step like this but i do understand uh, that uh, the big institutions with the regulating institutions this is a classic example of how they corner and kill an sme uh, and this time it is by the regulators themselves uh, by uh, you know not understanding a business model of a great exchange that stays serving a bigger platform bigger uh, uh you know group of, uh, democratic country which is india uh, and there is uh, people of the country uh, they should have understood the, the system and uh, given a relaxed position to zepay which they didn't uh, and uh, they didn't really understand that zepay was uh, like a too big to fail kind of a system because if you fail that zepay kind of a system you're you know uh the you're depriving the technology understanding for a lot of people a lot of people who are its users uh, i understand if you think that they are not used there to use the technology they are there uh, to you know make money out of it they were traders they are big uh, you know fraudsters no you cannot jump to conclusion just because they're using an automated cryptocurrency 
just because people use a lot of rupees, you cannot just jump into the conclusion that they're doing it for illegal purpose. That's, that's wrong. Uh, you should have you know, uh, understood that Zepay is, is a great institution that's there who is serving public. Uh, you should relax them, give them uh, some kind of uh, restricted uh, volumes, maybe say uh, do it for 50,000, do it for one lakh, you know, keep your active uh, uh, you know, work process on. Uh, by cornering them, they were uh, choked with the, the kind of uh, you know, uh, staffing that they had and, and the institution that they had built. Uh, they cannot sustain it for a longer period of time without you know, really doing any kind of business. Uh, you reduce the business, but not you know, choke them to stop the business. So that kind of uh, scenario happened, but these are the learning curves we have to learn from, and I think uh, Zepe had to be an example of that. Okay. Uh, what do you see uh, as the next trigger for Bitcoin to maybe go up? Uh, these are the options I can think of. Maybe uh, okay. uh, number one, uh, the Brexit happening in March. Good. Good. That's that's a good uh, uh, you know fluctuation for Bitcoin. Yes. Uh, second is halving uh, happening in 2020. Yes. Great uh, uh, time to for Bitcoin to gain in value is because if you suddenly half the number of Bitcoins produced for every 10 minutes, that means today's 1,700 Bitcoins will drop to what 850 Bitcoins per day. Uh, the value have, of it has to jump. So that, that's a great thought that you have. I think that there will be a jump there and a fluctuation there. Uh, but go ahead. What, what's the, your other? Uh, and the last one was there was a recent article by one of the uh, leading banks. Maybe a financial crisis is coming in 2020. That's what <laughs> uh, one of these guys had said. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's so, true too. That I would say at the scale of uh, which will affect the most, you given the first one, which is, uh, the least affecting, but it's still affecting. The second was the uh, halving. Of course, it's, it's a good effect. Uh, but the third one that you said, the, the collapse of this financial system or the recession that is going to happen uh, will definitely give a bigger boost. And I think these three steps will definitely have a great fluctuation in cryptocurrency. Uh, the third and the final one that you mentioned where uh, the, the, uh, the fall of the empire that is, that's the, that's the global currency, which is the dollar. Uh, has to see its fate uh, below because it has touched its peak. So now after touching its peak, what is happening is in many terms, that peak has been pushed by the users of dollar to make it look like the dollar is doing well. Uh, how do they push these limits uh, of the graph? By buying back shares, by uh, controlling other countries uh, with their arms and ammunition, by, you know, uh, with fear, uh, those kind of things is now being used to push the dollar value and the usage of the dollar or the acceptance of the dollar globally by more and more and showing the worth of the dollar a little bit more. Uh, one of the clear scales that we see how dollars been made to look good is, is, the, is the buyback in shares that they, that they do by uh, you know, allowing these countries or these uh, sorry, uh, companies uh, indulge in quantitative easing with the federal bank and uh, eventually these, these are all uh, the clear indications that eventually it's going to fall. Now when the dollar really falls or when you have that real recession, why does cryptocurrency gain in value? Why, why, why do you think is the real uh, jump there and a spike there? What do you think, Neeraj? If, if I may just, it's just a thing I wanted to know if you know. So, like, uh, what I feel is uh, when 
the dollar value actually goes down like when there is a war or some situation people just want to maybe have some kind of security so earlier it was the, the gold that they were uh, purchasing but now the uh, bitcoin as they say is the digital gold so yeah <laughs> well okay neeraj you you use was spot on you were spot on so that's what happens eventually that's that kind of a fall in in global uh, reserve currency happens um, the smarter people would have shifted and moved their value out of the dollar and moved it to things like gold well gold being the old form of the, the real value holder retainer uh, will definitely gain precious metal and uh, precious metals will gain value uh, over uh, dollar for the in that instance there is also a lot of these other uh, pockets which only rich people are accessing uh, what i mean by that is you have assets uh, in, the, in the form of paintings arts artifacts uh, you know stolen goods uh, international uh, documents whatever that those kind of like real things and and offshore uh, holding of your value in in different currencies whatever that you think those small you know pockets are now only accessible for rich people say a rich person now is able to put in millions of dollars in a painting that he holds before the recession and after the recession he still gets his value back because those paintings will hold the value because that's where they're storing their wealth and hiding their wealth from this you know catastrophe that's going to happen so how does the local people the public of the world who are who are not able to access into that kind of a market uh, able to store their wealth and save themselves from this collapse is cryptocurrency so any kind of cryptocurrency you hold before this will spike in value and will give you the same kind of feature that you would have been able to buy before the recession you understand what i mean it's like your 1000 dollars worth of uh, paper that you had of fiat currency of the of the us before uh, falling whatever that you could buy for the 1000 after it collapses you're not able to use that paper but instead when you buy the same 1000 worth in crypto and you you shift that value to crypto and you hold it in crypto the recession gives you a better value with crypto because now you're able to buy the same value like the 1000 dollar worth of thing or even more with that crypto uh, because you got rid of the paper just before the recession so th those things are an advantageous thing and that's why crypto is a saver savior for a lot of people so people who are already on the crypto ladder before the recession will gain uh, value and they will be the ones who will be able to you know save themselves compared to the lot of other people who are just dealing in the dollars well, again, Neeraj, whatever you said, like I said, that was spot on from point one to three. Uh, the third, the fourth factor that will help uh, crypto spike up is the time. This time is the correction time. And this correction time uh, is the fluctuation that happens from the highest peak that we had touched, which is the $20,000 and the lowest it had started from. So in between the value that is there, the time taken for it to move slowly from that higher value to the lower value and to gain back to the higher value is the time that is determining its spike again. So if we have to learn what is the time frame from the past, because from the past from 2011, 2013, 2017 gave the spikes between that, what was the time frame and that kind of a time frame, if you average it and calculate it, and if you read the history a little bit more deeper about the value of cryptocurrencies, mainly Bitcoin will show you the little path of uh, how much time it's going to take for the next spike. And all these three factors will, you know, uh, be the catalyst for that. 
my next question is uh, i always cover in my news that or, or always hear in the news that okay uh, uh, these guys are launching a new tool for institutional investors because institutional investors are uh, very much interested uh, etf is coming so uh, can you um, maybe tell me in, or maybe tell us in simple words how would the institutional investors and etf actually impact the bitcoin surely that is uh, that's a great question i think uh, we know again this from the history that institutional investors were in the form of angel investors and small investors and small believers of bitcoin uh, now we have bigger believers because most of the people are now seen bitcoin in 2017 of the price jump now they have a, a, a good time to have learned about it a year so now that they've learned there are more and more investors bigger investors institutional investors who want to come in and the etfs that you talked about so they, they both are like in a similar format like etfs and institutional investors because only institutional investors are able to dwell into etf kind of a exchange or a platform because it's a bigger platform it's a, it's a big trading tool now you are using thousands or hundreds of bitcoin to trade for a, a equivalent value worth of a plane or a yacht or a, a bar of gold those kind of trading happens through etf so the, you are bringing in big players into the system of bitcoin what does that what does that eventually do for cryptocurrency it will spike in value it will eventually spike in value because those people's activity will create a demand of bitcoin uh, those people's activities whatever they do in terms of their activity with the large volumes of money will be will be used by large volumes of bitcoin and cryptocurrency which will again create a demand of need for bitcoin so as soon as you create a demand there uh, your value has to go up because there are x amount of sellers uh, holders of bitcoin hodlers we call it now it's a nice new word in the dictionary today because of bitcoin so these hodlers now say okay i have 10 bitcoins i will sell my one bitcoin for next amount of value why should i sell my second one the same one if somebody wants to instant like insist on buying the second bitcoin i will price it double now you push the price individually to a price which is double of what was going so uh, a, a transaction or or uh, the you know economic activity that will happen with etf and these institutional investors will definitely trigger uh, or help the value of cryptocurrency to gain and that's where that drop that's happening in the correction period will get back to normal or get back slowly to the $20000 mark why is because they brought in the news about spike in 2017 brought in a lot of institutional investors now they've gets given them a years worth of time to understand that this technology is here to stay now they have because they are institutional investors i'm believing 99.9% of them are smart to understand this kind of logic and uh, and and history and the existing uh, financial system so they know that this will be big and they will come in slowly and surely to play into the space when they do that there is no doubt about it that the value will has to increase uh next is about crypto jacking now there is this is a term which is recently coming uh now i i understand you are already aware of the term right vikram uh, no i am really not aware of this term there is something you and i have to learn about tell me about it neeraj <laughs> okay. crypto jacking is basically uh, where uh, 
some hacker actually enters your computer and uh, runs uh, some mining software on your computer and mines Monero. And uh, <laughs> so, okay. so uh, this has been happening uh, a lot. So uh, <laughs> I just thought of asking you, uh, how can we protect ourselves from that? But <laughs> since it's new, I think the only way out is maybe shut down the computer, start after some time. Let's hope for that. Next was about Bitman IPO. Now, there were mixed reaction to it. Uh, some say that a normal uh, uh, shareholder will also enter the crypto market, which is not good for crypto market. While others say, oh, Bitman, Bitman, everybody is going to get into it. Uh, everybody is going to get exposure for crypto. So there are two viewpoints on the same. So maybe I just wanted your viewpoint. So the first viewpoint is that this will bring in uh, more adoption, right? What was your first point that you said? First point is uh, this will uh, bring in uh, maybe a normal investor who is not, uh, maybe who doesn't understand crypto, but just is uh, only happy with the value. So you talk about the sh existing share market, uh, you know, uh, dipping their hands into cryptocurrency now. Yeah. So uh, you cannot stop that, right? Because uh, what is existing uh, markets giving you? Nothing, but nothing. Zero, but a zero, sanata. So when you know there is nothing happening in the real markets, because what have you seen in the real markets now is, is a very small variation differences and, uh, you know, uh, opportunities. So when you have something like that, and then you have cryptocurrency, Bitcoin gives you big, you know, uh, fluctuations, big trading opportunities, big, uh, you know, uh, future and big technology and big uh, jump in uh, price. So you cannot stop them uh, now coming into dipping their hands into this, which eventually will help uh, a global adoption uh, to say that uh, whatever that institutions you're talking about, uh, US did not stop their hands. Uh, the, what are those new uh, institutions who came into play were like the futures market, right? So the futures market came into, what, what did they do? They eventually helped Bitcoin adoption increase because uh, they may not be using cryptocurrency. They may not be using Bitcoin. All they're doing is just allowing people to bet on some exchange of some value of an ex crypto, which uh, the New York itself don't agree about. Uh, but you, you love that particular crypto to be used as the collateral for your, uh, you know, futures exchange. So the, those kind of things you will never be able to stop. Somebody or the other will come around and use cryptocurrency for whatever type and base of, uh, you know, uh, using this for any kind of trade uh, and uh, implement this because they know their group of players that they already have. Uh, now we get another option of cryptocurrency and they would love to implement it and the, and the new players will come in. So this is the time, the correction time, when new players come in and they quietly learn about it for over a period of time. Now that's where again time comes into the consideration of the next price jump is because this is the amount of time for me, I would say in the initial days, it would take two years for someone to understand cryptocurrency. Why? Because it's not an easy subject. It's, it's a subject with mathematics, finance, economics, technology. You put in all this together and then you make Bitcoin 
it's not easy for you to understand in one day. So it takes that amount of time, and they have that time now. This is the time, and then eventually uh, they, they they are playing with it and playing with it with these other platforms, and then these other platforms also be, become strong enough, like an exchange today, and uh, that will suddenly spike the value because that's what again gives that you know increase in adoption. Increase in adoption gives increase in demand. Increase in demand gives it increase in value. Now, uh, one funny thing which I have observed, and maybe you must have also observed based on the meetups that you have done uh, for the last two years, uh, at least uh, my interaction with you was last two years. There are uh, the number of uh, men adopting cryptocurrency is double the number of women adopting it. So uh, I have not understood why. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? The men adopt to crypto? Um, the, the men uh, who are adopting cryptocurrency is much, much more than women adopting uh, cryptocurrency. In fact, there was a survey that was done in US and it was found out that uh, more than 50 to 60% are men while uh, the remaining are women. So, uh, any particular reason that you can actually think of? Because so, okay, um, the same in my, the meetups also. There is more participation from men uh, as compared to women. Okay, so you're you're kind of like um, uh, seeing the same trend, don't you, in other markets also, like any kind of financial. Markets. I would say give give me the the core uh, uses of Bitcoin. It's trading, asset holding, value transfer, remittances, uh, uh, payments, settlements, all that. So all these uh, markets that we talked about just now, which Bitcoin is open to and and it's been used in, uh, the the previous markets in the previous financial system or the, the existing financial system. Uh, also has more men doing that. Have you seen a stock exchange uh, picture in New York? Have you seen any women yelling there and then you know standing? Uh, how how few do you see? It's the same number. It, it, it's just one of those. Uh, suddenly, if you were talking about jewelry, oh, we would have more women because uh, right now jewelry could be a great currency because if two women agree on it and say value is ten thousand and if one was kind of you know, a settled other person with 10,000, she says, hey, this is my jewelry. It's gold. It's bought from here. It's worth 10,000. Would you just take this instead of the 10,000? Two women are really happy, right? So we're not giving them what they want. They want jewelry. We don't, we're not offering them jewelry. At least in the previous past, we had gold uh, as a medium of uh, new, uh, you know, um, or, or the medium itself, because gold was the financial medium and, and was the tool for many, many years, uh, thousands of years. So uh, that time probably women would have been there, but then we, we shifted to fiat and then uh, I don't see many women in fiat. And the same I would say with Bitcoin. Even though Bitcoin is the digital gold, uh, a few uh, ladies who do understand, I have had a chat with them. They're very, very smart. They love Bitcoin. They've made great things about Bitcoin. They made music on Bitcoin. They have, uh, you know, fighting for uh, the corner for Bitcoin or even helping those people who are uh, working on Bitcoin. Uh, they're there in the background, but uh, upfront, in the face, you don't give them jewelry, they're not going to be there. <laughs> uh, now the next question is, how is the situation in Bangalore? Because uh, uh, 
like when i conduct my meetups in mumbai i generally see that people are more into the money oriented thing okay how much is the bitcoin price going to rise they are interested in that uh, if you arrange if somebody comes up with a blockchain event uh, they have to start from the scratch so i i understand the situation is completely different in bangalore is that right Yes, I have experienced that myself. Uh, the, the clear meetups that I used to have, we used to have a lot of technology-related uh, questions from the uh, from the attendees. Uh, there was many, many who would uh, talk about Bitcoin and its core values and a lot of things about Bitcoin that is not financially, you know, uh, 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 restricted. Uh, when I came to Bombay for the very first time on my meetup, uh, probably 90% of the people were already aware of this financial system and uh, the, the, you know, uh, uh, say stock market and everything. So they were so knowledgeable over the financial uh, things that they clearly had that kind of questions for Bitcoin. So uh, the other part of it, I think they may have understood already. They know about it, uh, but the but the idea of Bitcoin's value being traded, being fluctuating, being uh, compared to financial institutions and stock market was very very high with Bombay because I think because Bombay has that experience of trading because the BSC and NSE is is based there, uh, and uh, the trading experience with uh, Mumbaiers were uh, great, were amazing. Uh, so. Of course, you have to be master of something, right? So, if you are already in that space, uh, you were not very technically about it, and uh, I didn't get many technical questions. But I did get that understanding of cryptocurrency is there for whatever reason that has been there, and whatever the reason that they want to believe in that. Uh, the monetary value, of course, took over, and uh, like you said, uh, it, it's uh, two clear demarcations that we have: uh, the technology side, which is in Bangalore, and the financial side, which is in Bombay. So that was a great experience for me, and it's something that you repeated uh, and you brought my memories back. Uh, this happened to be about a couple of years ago, four years ago, I would say, when the first time when I came to Bombay to do a physical meetup. Uh, that's when I saw, okay, yes, I'm in the place where I can learn about trading and things which I I, I cannot put my heads around in Bangalore. Uh, being a Mumbaiker, I actually I'm dying to uh, maybe spend my uh, Bitcoin maybe uh, somewhere, maybe uh, eat in a restaurant and pay in Bitcoin, uh, or maybe uh, uh, spend somewhere. And I've heard that there are some outlets in Bangalore which actually officially accept that. So, uh, could you tell us more about it? Are there actually outlets uh, in Bangalore or uh, it's just the news. Well, I think there are there are a few, but the idea of having this accepted is not just in Bangalore; it's all over India. Uh, there were many people in in uh, North India, in Mumbai, in Bangalore. Everybody tried it out. Everybody still are open towards it. Uh, but who who are they open to? They are open to the people to come and spend cryptocurrency in their institution, right? Uh, that is not there. So uh, the people who hold cryptocurrency in India have found their cryptocurrency or bought their cryptocurrency or gained their cryptocurrency with not with a little difficulty. It, they didn't just get it easily. Because they didn't get it easily, they're not going to easily spend it on something that they can spend in rupees. You're coming to an Indian coffee shop and why would you want to pay the Indian coffee shop with Bitcoin when you know an Indian coffee shop will take your rupees instantly. It's very easy for you to pay. Your cards are accepted. Paytm is accepted. 
Your Paytm is the easiest thing. Why would you use cryptocurrency? Why? Because to top up a Paytm, it's very easy. You're, you're used to using it. But cryptocurrency is hard for you to get in the first place. And you have certain things that you can do with crypto that you cannot do with Paytm, which is trading, which is global value transfer. So those things, when you have an edge over a local payment, you wouldn't want to use your crypto for that. So that's the kind of uh, mindset that I have seen with people. And it is a fair thing because it's not easy to gain Bitcoin again. Like say you've spent it for worth of 200 rupees worth of coffee on Starbucks. Uh, can you just like replenish your 200 rupees worth of Bitcoin instantly for that value? No, you cannot because there are limitations to gain your cryptocurrency back again. So those kind of things just put you on the back step. Not because you don't have any other ways to pay. You have better ways to pay and easy ways to pay that you are used to. So you want to use something which is easy for you, not, not something that, okay, for an experiment, you want to do something like that. There are people who have tested many things. Uh, you have to be uh, uh, you know, ecstatically uh, impressed about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and take that time to go and do uh, a, a thing like travel on Bitcoin and uh, you know, use your one month in Bitcoin only. You want to go and make sure that your neighboring stores who you, you always buy from uh, start accepting your Bitcoin. Let them use it as a small uh, asset. But that, that are very few people. And that the matching of that few people to those few institutions or cafes which are offering you are not in the same vicinity or not in the same you know, uh, time sense or uh, interest also. Say this guy is very interested, of course, but he drinks only, uh, say, something else, not the coffee shop's coffee. So you're not going to force him to go and spend there. So that kind of dis the, like uh, disparity is there. That that's because of the way uh, the system of India is like in abroad, where a lot of people have uh, moved away. Like the gypsies, I would say in the UK, they get called as gypos, gypolatas, whatever they've been branded as. The only reason they are being branded and uh, neglected and also been you know uh, pushed aside is because they are not on the banking ladder. So these gypsies, the 3% of the population in the UK who are like more or less are not on the banking ladder. How do they communicate with others financially and uh, how do their communication happen with uh, value if they don't uh, use banks? For them, cryptocurrency is a savior, right? So right there, those people will definitely use cryptocurrency. Uh, that kind of a scenario will definitely bring in cryptocurrency users. Uh, in India, we don't have that kind of scenario yet. And, uh, Cash is still big in India, and we love to use our cash uh, because many, many institutions and many businesses depend on it. Uh, so there's small changes we have to understand geographically. Different ways of working with Bitcoin is different in different countries. Uh, China and East has proven that they are the masters in mining, and uh, they can mine the whole Bitcoin for the whole world. Um, even though China holds mines maximum of the cryptocurrencies, need not be the the leader in cryptocurrency because they're just miners. Users are everywhere in, in, in the world. Acceptance or merchant acceptance is there in a few countries only and a few cities only. Uh, the technology development is in is maximum in India and we talk about that technology being developed and blockchain being explored uh, at a great deal. So every country geographically has a different side of Bitcoin being used and, uh, and, and a different kind of Bitcoin adoption. Now, uh uh, like, how do you compare India, uh, India's contribution to Bitcoin as compared to the world? As oh, of, India as of, is. 
as of now and what do you see in the future? I think India is a big contributor of cryptocurrency and its technology. And I think uh, Indians are exploring cryptocurrency to show the rest of the world also that it's differently it's used in India. Uh, in ways of how they're holding it as an asset or trading in globally. Uh, Indians are great minds, um, I, I have to say, because I lived in the UK seven years. The people who flourish uh, in any condition is Indians. And you give them a tool which is global interaction with value, uh, they're going to use it for and, and prove uh, to the public that uh, there are many, many ways that you've not even thought of which can be done in India. Jugaad India mein hota hai, aur yahan se jo experience aata hai, wo alag hi hota hai, jahan, jo globally jo different hota hai, yahan pe alag hi hota hai. So that kind of a system will, will bring in uh, great value for uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin uh, and Bitcoin cash also for the future. Uh, lastly, my uh, in fact, this would be my final question. What will be your mantra to become a Bitcoin millionaire? Oh, Bitcoin millionaire has to have the knowledge of Bitcoin. The knowledge comes with time. The time factor came in here again. The longer you spend with cryptocurrency, the better you get. And the future is not finished yet. The real time you should be able to use cryptocurrency to better your life should be at your retirement age because any anywhere else you work, your retired time does not provide you the same value that you were getting at the time you're working. So whatever the pension that you get after your retirement or you've set for yourself from your own business is worth peanuts really at the time of your retirement because the inflation is taken over and the New York is the biggest contributor to that. And uh, they, they through their system and, and manipulation and control uh, gets even Indian rupees into a little bit of inflation uh, because of their manipulation that has been happening in, in the dollars. So with that scenario, you will never ever be a happy person or a content person after your retirement because after your retirement, whatever you thought was a good value is piece of shit because you don't really buy into, you can't even buy into anything. So uh, what is your retirement time? Say 60, 65, you, you plan to live another 10, 20, 30. Man, I would love to live another 45 years from then. Because why shouldn't I? I've seen my uh, grandparents live long, 100, they easily touched 100, why shouldn't I? So if I'm thinking that long, am I going to survive with that pension money in that 40 years? No, I will, I will kill myself before that. So how do I survive that 40 years after my retirement? Is by learning about crypto today. Uh, the more the experience I have, I will be able to, you know, uh, secure my future uh, with cryptocurrency. That kind of security will never, ever come with the existing system. Existing system is too rigged and too manipulated for you to uh, take advantage of it. So th those are the few things which crypto is uh, far more superior uh, for. So th that kind of a thing is there for the future because I, I see future will be more old people than young people because uh, that's, that's what the past. Uh, or, or the other countries or the history a little bit of knowledge that we know uh, now that we have so much of technology like stem cells which will make you live forever if you really allow it to be you know flourished but the pharma companies are too big just like the federal bank uh, they wouldn't allow these kind of new technologies to come in because they want recurring business they want people to be ill all the time they should have the diabetes and they've given it to you you just don't know that who's who's doing this they want to make sure that they get you know, constant revenue from you. If you allow these kind of technologies which allow you to live longer, uh, only crypto is your savior. Okay, uh, now uh, 
just wanted to ask uh, Shubham and Adarsh if they have any questions. Otherwise, uh, may, uh, Vikram, your last words. Yes, uh, because even for me, I think uh, it's about time I uh, I have uh, something to attend to. Uh, Eleven o'clock was the maximum, but I think if I can finish ten minutes before, I would have that ten minutes to you know uh, to breathe. But if you have any questions, shoot. Uh, I'm I'm happy to answer. Hello. Uh, hi, Shubham. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, Shubham. Go ahead. Yeah, and my question is regarding hybrid wallets. So yes. uh, you should not store your uh, cryptos on exchanges. They get hacked easily. So you yes. should keep it in hybrid wallets. So you should have the private keys of the cryptos. Yes. So there are paper wallets also. We have the private keys of paper wallets also. Yes. So why people uh, people prefer hybrid wallets instead of uh, paper wallets? Oh, it's nothing. If you have a lot of money to spend, would you walk? You would take a taxi, right? Yeah. But if you walk, you will get even healthier. You get uh, even you know get fresh air and a little exercise. But you still prefer to take a taxi is because you have the money. That's exactly the difference between paper wallet and hardware wallet. If you have the money, the same kind of feature that you get on a paper wallet, you buy it from a hardware wallet in a fancy new keychain styled piece of equipment, which you can talk about to people to say that, oh yeah, this is my Bitcoin hardware wallet. What does it do? It holds my Bitcoin. It's not connected to the internet. When I connect to the, my laptop, it actually signs off without the internet's need and it can transfer the Bitcoins into my wallet to use it uh, as a hard wallet, uh, uh, use it from the hot wallet. So the hard wallet that you paid and you bought is a little fancier than your paper wallet. Paper wallet is something which is free for everybody to print. It gives us the same kind of security. Uh, if you print out a BIP39 or BIP38, um, I'm not too sure about the number, I might have missed it. Uh, if you print out a paper wallet like that, that's even more secure than your hardware wallet that you buy, paying a lot of money. So it's all about your your uh, your uh, your level of uh, spending. If you can spend a little value, you buy in a hard wallet. You have something to talk about, flash, and then talk about it, and you know, walk around with it. Otherwise, you can just print a simple paper wallet, print it, keep it in your house, safe as uh, safe as your other one. So those are the simple differences. If you lose one, you will lose the whole bitcoins. Uh, uh, in, in ways that if you lose it physically, that particular hardware, whichever it could be. Yeah, a device or a paper. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome, Shubham. Any other questions? Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think Pratik questions? is very happy. He's, uh, he's got all his answers. <laughs> so good. I got, yeah. all, I, got, I got all. Thanks a lot, Neeraj. I think you've uh, done a great job. Uh, it was a good meetup. May not be many people, that, but that's, that's all you want. Yeah. Because then you have a good... Uh, with a different side of uh, understanding of cryptocurrency from Bombay, uh, it proved that point again. But so where are you located? I'm, I'm located in Bangalore and I'm from Bangalore. Uh, 15 years I lived away from Bangalore for about uh, four years in Delhi, uh, three years in Goa, then uh, seven years in the UK, working for uh, the Hilton. Uh, and uh, now... Yeah, I saw that YouTube video with Chief, I guess, with Chief only. Oh, okay, okay. Great stuff. So, yeah. so that experience brings me uh, back to Bangalore, the Bitcoin experience. And uh, now I'm settled here because it's not easy to set up any uh, long-lasting and really value-built exchange in, in a year or two or instantly. So I'm going to take some time being in Bangalore uh, with all these experience and uh, happenings around Bitcoin, uh, build something really robust and uh, long-lasting platform. Uh, for that, we need time. So uh, this is my base now.
organize a good meetup in bombay definitely i will uh, my talks are with uh, big people from outside uh, they they want to come here and uh, you know bitcoin cash is one of the one of my leads also and uh, we would like to do a great meetup in uh, bombay okay thank you, thank you. so i think uh, it was a great meetup thanks a lot pratik and uh, neeraj have a great night yeah you too you too guys thank you vikram for your time uh, also once again guys uh, if you want the latest news of crypto you can actually check out my podcast which is crypto freaks uh, also uh, i am also having another meeting on monday where i'm uh, would be uh, discussing uh, uh, blockchain and bitcoin with vp operations of bt so a very interesting meetup so hope you hope to catch you there okay so look forward to it it was a great one uh, neeraj and uh, the more uh, you do i'm i'm happy to join in and uh, you know uh, talk about cryptocurrency anytime thank you vikram thanks a lot guys have a thank good night guys. take care bye bye thanks Bye-bye.